0: Uh, this is a new era uh, for Metric, the user experience podcast. I am but one of your hosts, Michael Schofield. And uh, join here, joined, joined, join, joining me here. Uh Tim Broadwater, who's been on the show a lot. Uh, and we're going to try doing this as kind of like a regular thing, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Conversation between two people, I
0: guess. This is just kind of an excuse, I think, now for two people who happen to do UX and, and probably look at a lot of the things a lot of the world through that kind of lens we don't really know what the format is we've been talking about bringing topics to the table and seeing where that goes but i'm sure it can just go anywhere i i, I think i like the idea of folks um like eavesdropping on our conversation like over like a beer or something like that right we're we're super geeks and we're in the same profession with the
1: editing you can take it down to nothing
0: anyway right? <laughs> yes right <laughs> um yeah so we were talking uh about fitness and health and, right okay. and health you know the idea is the beginning of the year um this is J- january 17th when we record it probably many of our resolutions have long since like petered out by now so yeah i thought we'd start there <laughs> what are you doing yeah. like t- talk where did the strongman thing begin
1: two years ago i was about 375 pounds and my doctor basically just said like we're gonna have to put you on blood pressure medication if this kind of continues right the doctor actually said like Use Weight Watchers. It's great. It works. That's why every it's phenomenal and everyone uses it. They have all these plans and I just looked at it on the app and I'm like, okay, so lowest plan, keep this amount, you know, just like seven bucks a month. And it gives you the app that's the tracker. And I think the second tier is like, oh, well, you can then connect, you can get recipes, or, and then I think even further is like, you can get a coach or you can go to actual physical meetings, you know? And so I just did the lowest tier. And it's just like Weight Watchers is very different from what I think about it when I, like back in the 90s or early 2000s, right? And so I started with that. And that actually got me down to like from 375 down to like 340. Wow and so that was pretty much like in six months to like maybe nine eight or nine months and that's just dieting and then I plateaued and there was nothing I could do and then I basically um never lifted weights in my life and never went in a gym in my life I played sports when I was in high school and like public school and stuff but I didn't like baseball basketball and, and football but I just never did weights at all right and so I basically talked to some friends and they gave me the name of like someone who's like here's a person you can go to either a trainer they'll either come up with a routine for you or you could work with them one on one very reasonable costs and you know when i broke it out to like how much i was paying how much it would be per an hour it actually wasn't that bad because you only go to the gym like three times a week or whatever you know mm-hmm. long story short he said like stay on weight watchers but then also do as physical fitness what he tried to stress is like it's it's both diet and it's activity you know what i mean if he compares it to like tetris blocks which is great because we're in the same age bracket and he has like the same <laughs> like eat them and everything. So he's like, it's like Tetris. Like you can work out and eliminate the lines, but you have to put in the right blocks for it to work. And that's your diet. And so you could work out fantastic. But if you're eating horrible, um, that's it. So, um, so I did that and lost another 20, got down to like three twenty, And then basically I plateaued again. Like it basically was this moment where I have to really start looking at the diet. He suggested like, here's a nutritionist you can go to just once. They'll set up a meal for you and you can follow that. You don't have to go back. And so I went to a nutritionist once and basically I was Holocaust dieting is what they call it. It's basically where you do like 1200 calories a day or like, or something.
0: Yeah. It's and, like starvation.
1: Yeah. And so your body, it's actually called the Holocaust diet for a reason because um, it's, it was actually invented to like through the Holocaust, <laughs> work out of the people who were in, in those camps, but then also um, prevent them from, you know, ever gaining strength. And so, uh, so basically I now eat seven times a day, maybe eight. Um, I pretty much stay away from bread altogether. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I kept doing that. And I lost more and more and more. And then basically then I started like the seesaw kind of happened to where it was like, well, I'm actually gaining weight now, but I'm losing inches. And so I'm putting on lean muscle. And so then the, the strongman stuff was something that he just happened to be like he trains that on the side he's his name's john mauser i'm if it's okay to give him a shout out oh uh, yeah yeah he's on instagram and he has his own podcast it's called get Stronger or die and
0: uh, i love that i love this like fitness machismo.
1: <laughs> yeah it's get Stronger die and he interviews like world athletes and strongmen like legit people and, and i didn't know this but he's actually like someone of a pretty decent name in like the strongman community and fitness community and stuff And so, uh, you know, he basically was, uh, I said, you know what, this kind of strongman stuff was interesting. Let's start mixing it in. And then flash forward to six months now, I've already, I'm kind of doing, I've already done two strongman competitions and it's a lot of like, not just like weightlifting, but then also like doing more feats of strength that are all the time, like Atlas stones and doing like circus dumbbells and then, Working with yokes and prowlers and stuff.
0: You started this like less than a year ago.
1: Yeah. So basically, well, the diet started like uh, summer of twenty seventeen. So
0: then, and now you're like in competitive fitness. That's that's a crazy. Yeah. So I'm not that great. <laughs> so, yeah. Zeroed
1: yeah, I, I out. Like I've zeroed out on one event to my first competition, and then like basically started like. Um, but then decently placed in the other ones. Um, but then I'm just, I kind of, I found out just kind of weirdly enough that I like it and I'm just going to stick with it, you know, because it's something I, I enjoy and I think I'm good at. So well, up with your diet? Like what's going on with yeah, what you? Talking about?
0: Yeah, well, I wanted to like, there was this phenomena where I would look at myself in the mirror and I would be like, cool, like I can deal with this. But then I would catch myself in photos, right? And the first time I ever experienced this, um, Yin and Yang was when I started like balding, right? Like in my hair, like started to thin, and like in the mirror, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I, I look good. Like my hair looks awesome, but the photos, like you would just see scalp, and that was humbling. And so, like I kind of fell into like a similar rut at the end of last year. I was working remote, and so I was putting on weight, and I would catch myself in these pictures where I just didn't like. I just felt bad. It was a, it was a vanity thing, sort of. But I was tired of this disparity between what I looked like and what I looked like in my head and what I looked like to everybody else. The reality I know is that there's this bias that i have nobody gives a shit but still it was just one of those things i was like very much into productivity hacking i was quantifying myself i had my sleep apps um and i started off with like my fitness pal was like well i'm just going to track everything that goes in and any exercise that goes out and i wasn't exercising a ton the funny thing about the holocaust diet is like on my fitness pal i don't know if this is still true you can say like yo like this is my weight and i was um i'm five foot six inches tall so i'm not super tall and i was like yeah, like two hundred pounds. So for my height, I was like I was I was I was getting up there and so I told my fitness pal in the app like hey I want to lose like two pounds a week and that was like 1200 calories each and that was fine for like a couple weeks until I couldn't hack it anymore but that's sort of where it started and then I I had a wedding coming up where I was going to be in a ton of pictures regardless I it's not one of those things where I could be like yo uh I'm gonna stand behind something or or whatever I I get out of it or be the one who's like behind the camera right that was like always my thing it's like I'll take the picture so I have my wedding coming up in August. And I'm like, well, ugh, ugh, like, what am I gonna do? Like, honestly, uh, around that time, you know, like, I listened to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> like I went on the Joe Rogan bandwagon. And he's talking about ketosis and the ketogenic diet. Um, and so that's what I did. And I dropped about like 40 pounds. Because um, I'm not a fitness uh, whiz. A lot of this stuff borders on wives tales to me. I've, I haven't gone to an actual nutritionist. Um, so I'm,
1: it's so true. Yeah,
0: I, I'm taking the word of people who have like fuzzy degrees <laughs> and, and, and Joe Rogan and all his guests and stuff. But what I believe it comes down to was um, calorie maintenance um, and, and consuming less and doing more. And what I liked about the keto diet wasn't whether I got into a state of ketosis or not um, or anything like that. It was that it was simple, um, like the simplicity of can I eat this? No. Can I eat this? Yeah, and the, the added benefit is like like you can eat. It's like you can't eat this, but you can eat as much of this as you want because I kind of have like a bottomless pit and I get, I get hungry and snacky. and So you eat
1: like eggs and like a bunch of meat. And like sure. <laughs> Keto works. A lot of people, there's people I work with at the gym who who do it and some of them, there's a female mixed martial artist who's on keto. And ketosis, I also think it takes about six weeks to trigger. Mm-hmm. And so in an actually... The, Everyone says that you notice that your breath starts to smell like fruit
0: at that point. I don't know if you've experienced that or not, but I, I, I haven't. My wife Naeli has said things like, You smell like meat. Like 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 I get like the meat sweats. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like I'm disgusting, but I feel better about myself. <laughs> it was the first time I started thinking about like fitness as like a design challenge. The job to be done here is that like, hey, like I like I need to work out to remain healthy into my middle ages and to not get winded when I'm playing with some kids, (laughs) you know, and stuff like that. But boy, I hate to work out. I don't want to do it. I don't, there's nothing attractive about it. There's no runner high for me yet. Um, None of that
1: challenge for like, I think first off I think like my fitness pal is really popular and yeah. weight watchers is super popular. And weight watchers has the exercise component you can track if you jog and do weight training or circuit training. I think it even has like crossfit and stuff. A like I have much respect for the UXers who work on like specifically the app for you know like weight watchers but then B people hate it. So you're making it how is this enjoyable and gives rewards and is addictive and reusable. And I I really like um I don't know if you know Mark Ripto at all. He's like mm-hmm. a strength conditioning kind of person. And he always says like it's like you know, he's a trainer, right? And he's like, you're gonna lose as a trainer the people that come to you, like you're gonna lose 85% of them because it's not enjoyable. People don't like you <laughs> working out, people don't like you know, doing.' it. He's like basically he views it as like you're building a strong wall one brick at a time. That's fitness. And it's just like, it's it's like, you know, maybe it's just, you get, the next week happens and you can lift five more pounds, you know, or maybe you can run a little bit longer before you have to quit. Or And so the gains are very, they're minimal, but um, it's the long, like you said, it's the habit forming kind of yeah. small life changes that you can do. And that's the challenge I think that UX wise exists with you know those type of apps, you
0: know, it's a super interesting problem. There's a high interaction cost, right? Like a lot of what we do is about reducing the I don't know the the uh, the time it takes, the the amount of clicks it takes, the amount of touch points there are between you know point A and point B. The reality of fitness is that um, the interaction cost is incredibly high from the beginning. The like what worked for me, like in, in hindsight, and I don't know how I would, if I were to spin up my own fitness app, how I would include this, but um, being able to see results quickly, quickly from like the keto diet kept me honest on it. And I was like, I've actually witnessed results. My shirt is a little looser. Like I, I have a picture that doesn't look bad. Um, and seeing that relatively quickly within a couple of weeks or three weeks um, was a huge motivator. The. Yeah. I need to like talk about um Zombies Run. Are you, are you familiar with this? No, but I'm familiar with the Orc Stomp 5K. <laughs> there's this app called Zombies Run and the conceit is that there's this narrative that you are a part of. It's, it's audiobook like where you are Runner 5 from Camp Abel in a uh, post-apocalyptic world. Just and-
1: I, I love it already
0: so-, <laughs> yeah, so check it out so this is the app that opens up so um it's like this cool little thing, right yeah,
1: it's a survival game or something
0: yeah, it's a survival game so um each uh each like run you do like takes you further along the story, and like as you pick thing like as you go like hit certain milestones you you pick things up, but what the gem is is that base you, you can set the difficulty on to whatever you like but it, using your location services periodically randomly you'll suddenly hear like a rah- and you're like, ah, oh. and you know, you're wearing headphones and you're running at night, of course. So like, you're like, oh, what the, what is going on? And, um, and what's happened is that they spawn a zombie and they're in your ears, like runner five, there's zombies behind you. Cause they're British. And the idea using your location services, you have to increase your pace to put distance between you and the zombies. It's distracting. Right. So like z- running for me is not fun. There's this point where I'm like running down like knob Hill, and all of a sudden you hear like growl, oh, and I'm like, oh my god! And I pick up my pace, and it kind of like freaks me out a little bit. And I just I try to suspend my disbelief of like running by all these cars and these bicyclists and stuff, and then I'm alone in a, in an abandoned city running away from the undead. And you know what? Suddenly, like thirty minutes is gone.
1: That's awesome. That's what Zombies Run is.
0: Zombies Run. So
1: can uh, you do is the five k, getting up to speed for a five k in the Zombies Run app, or?
0: well there's a the the zombie so it's a spin-off app it's like zombies run 5k is the 5k trainer the zombies run app itself is like however long you want to run let me tell you the moment of like real delight so i'm in i'm enjoying this i'm i'm getting more out of a run app than i've ever like expected i would get right the voice acting is quality the sound effects are good they're using location services smartly and as a developer this is really like tickling my fancy at some point uh, i don't know if it was like a weekend or like i get an email it's just like an image just, like a jpeg or whatever like a tattered piece of paper and like one of the characters in zombie run left me a note That's <laughs> it. And, and and it was like i was like oh no and i was like i can't wait to go get all sweaty that sounds um, like ingress that's the app that predated uh Pokemon, um, Pokemon
1: Go. Pokemon Go? Yeah. And you would get like emails and notes and letters that would unfold the story, but they don't come, they come sporadically. And so yeah. it's like, you get them, you're like, oh, wow, what's happening? What's this? And you kind of, it, it builds excitement, you know?
0: That's, that's such an interesting like strategy, this kind of like cross channel. Um... Oh yeah, I'm the channel UX. I mean, that's oh, basically my god. on Twitter and then it's in your app and then we know your location and we
1: have access to your contacts and your camera and we'll send you a know, <laughs> It's just like <laughs> it's a real kind of, you know, what I mean, it's a real experience, you know. Yeah. It's funny you say that cuz I my goal is I'm going to run my first 5K for this year and I'm planning to do it in August and I was wondering like there's all these programs you know people talk about where are like, you know, From couch to 5K and like and then but like having an app would be so much more enjoyable. I mean something that's like this narrative. So I'm gonna probably check that out. The one that I'm gonna do is it's called Work Stomp 5K, and it is you know Origins Game Fair that's in Mm -hmm. Indianapolis. They have a 5K associated with the gaming convention, and it's a cosplay 5K. So people dress like orcs in, like, green and armor and everything, and they run, and you're trying to catch the orcs because the guys who are dressed up as the orcs, I mean, uh, men and women, you know, they can run it, like, in, like, uh, super time, you know? And so, basically, if you can catch these really fit runners who are in cosplay and armor as orcs, you know, that's a, you know... So everyone goes, it's a charity, but then it's also, it's the gaming community who's also into fitness. So it's kind of those two kind of crossovers. Awesome. And I'm trying to get up to speed for that this year. I have no reason why I want to do this except other than, Hey, I've never done it. And I want to do it. You know,
0: it sounds fun. It sounds like those, uh, have you ever done any of those like massive, like, um, like, um, battles where you make like your PVC weapons and you just LARP. cosplay it up? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't like to call it LARPing because LARPing sounds lame. <laughs> No, no, no.
1: But there's actually, like, I, uh, you know, there's that movie that just came out a couple years ago that was the LARPing live-action movie, and there was, like, kingdoms and people battle and all that stuff, but in the real world, that's, there's kingdoms all over the U.S. and the 50 states, and a lot of gym people, like, athletes, like, big muscle dudes, like, build PVC armor and, like, do this kind of stuff because awesome. they love and so there's a couple people that I work with that gym who do this literally, and I'm just like, oh my god! At some level, you're thinking like, larping is so lame, and I, this is so lame. But then you see them, and they're like deadlifting like 500 pounds, and like in like squat like 400 pounds. No Never problem.
0: tell a strong man he's lame, right? Well, I keep on. I think of it like vamp. Like so, like so. My my tabletop origins are in Vampire the Masquerade. So super goth larping was like my. <laughs> <laughs> like my thing and and yeah and i just uh the, the words like spoiled for me <laughs> that's, that should be like
1: a geek and sundry or a nerdist show super <laughs> goth <goth-larking. laughs> be it would be amazing, <laughs> amazing. <right. laughs> we're totally on a tangent at this point but no, that's good there's ancillary kind of like people watch like Critical. So when I went to PAX, right, and the Penny Arcade Expo, and watching video games, it struck me odd that there were so many people who watch commentary of video games, or people who watch Twitch TV. They watch other people play, or they watch commentators of people play. And but you know that's the community evolves, and it is what it is. But now, like with there are shows like Critical Role that are really, um, uh, really. Uh, have a huge watch, they come out every Thursday of every week, at every own Twitch channel, I believe. And yeah, so you watch yeah. Critical Ro- Yeah, I'm about,
0: uh, I, I listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. I, I don't watch it, but I've still got two and a half hours left. Yeah, I'm all caught up on this season. Yeah. Or so this campaign. Have, like, Joe, do you know
1: like Joe Mantiello, the mm-hmm. guy from True Blood, and he was the actor, and he did like um, Jock Machina. Have you heard of that? No, I don't know that one. Well, he he's come up on some of these shows, and uh, but I know him. I know. I know. I know. I know the actor. Well, so he was just in in the news last week in Pittsburgh because he went to a children's hospital and he ran at UPMC University of Pittsburgh Medical Center like uh, a. Uh, for the kids there, he ran like a D and campaign for him, a fifth edition D and D campaign. Awesome. The funny thing about it is, is if you kind of look into him, he does. He's on these shows, and he was on like um, Critical Role or some of the D and fifth edition stuff. And he always wears a shirt that says Jock Machina, like Jock from the Machine, or I guess yeah. or Jock or whatever. And so he has a couple shows where he does like this uh, all tank party. And all the people he plays, awesome. all the people he plays with, and he voice acts with are—they're uh, all fitness buff, strongman, weightlifter dudes who literally love like Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop gaming. And so the shirt, like I think it raised money for Puerto Rico, but it was also kind of just like if you're a jock and you love playing tabletop games, wear the shirt and be proud because it's take it does. It's not just for geeks, you know. Jocks can do it too. So. I it's kind of interesting, but the crossover between like fitness and tabletop there, but
0: I never, I never even really thought of it. One of the main uh, voice actors on a um, critical role is a strong dude. But I think he was with, he Joe. Fjord.
1: I think he was with Joe in the all tank party.
0: Yeah. I guess I never really, it never really occurred to me that there would be this crossover, but you're right.
1: Yeah. I think 100% like uh, there's a, it makes it like competitions, apps, gamification, anything that makes it more digestible and achievable because people, it's not fun. You know what I mean? It's like, that kind of sucks. I'd rather sit and binge watch Netflix and eat ice cream. But, you know, of course. But, you know, I think people do see the benefits. And, you know, that's kind of the tie-in. So I think to jump over to something I have more experience with, I think, is, is Weight Watchers. Is It has its own social media built into it. And so you can post like, hey, I lost weight, you know, on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or Twitter. Weight Watchers, actually, by joining it, you actually are part of the Weight Watchers community, and on the app, you can literally blog, like, it. And like when you put in, you track your weight, you track your diet, and then you track your activity, and then it's like, it, it rewards you with all these great kind of mechanisms, like, oh, wow, you've lost two pounds in a week, or you've done all these things, and By one button, you can share it, and then you'll get like all of this positive feedback. Where the Weight Watcher community is really just like, "Way to go, man! Keep it up!" You know, and awesome twenty likes, you know, within like an hour, which is that's it's kind of the same thing that people do on Instagram. So all these people who are doing these sick, wicked pumps, (laughs) (laughs) like. these like great deadlifts or like these killer squats or benches they put these videos up and when you get all those hearts you know it's it's really like oh wow this is awesome and and then you get like hey how what is your technique for like doing like a hacker deadlift and then people will share that video and then people will spread it and do like all these different kind of things so it's this fitness is more social and more I think game and goal oriented than I thought ever thought it was a year ago there's also like adding the recipes, right? Like, so when you. That's useful. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I can add like, hey, I looked up and did the work and I kind of added like my version of a like low fat something or, or like, here's a w- easy way to do barbecue chicken. And yeah. Or, hey, maybe I just ate this at Hardee's and I just entered the fats and the protein and everything for you. And then it's like, so someone else you can, you don't have to do the work. So you can share someone else's or use someone else's too, you know, which is nice.
0: Speaking of Weight Watchers, like I, uh, I think of Kevin Smith. Like he's like the face of Weight Watchers now, at least for me. Kevin Oprah, yeah. Oprah well, didn't, didn't have, have
1: a hard, like since the first, like the twenty fifth of December, actually. Like all I see is like nonstop Weight Watchers ads, like on Comcast and on like Hulu.
0: Oh, the, well, and they rebranded recently, right? They went to like WW. Well, so they've changed their system. Yeah, so
1: WW, which is nice, great for rebrand, but then also they change their system in such a way to where it's, it's keto aligned. I think towards like eggs are free, man. Chicken are free. You can eat as much as you want. Okay. And then what you really need to watch is like sugar and amounts of food. I'm actually, when you, when we do a gamification episode, because I firmly believe that user testing and play testing are pretty much the same thing.
0: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: That, uh, it's really important to get up and running quick, right? And it's like if it's like if I have to sit here like Monopoly and wait for everyone else to go before I can do something, <laughs> but if I can like get jump in sooner rather than later and learn the skills along the way or learn the, the yeah business path that is you know tabletop gaming, it's great. I I run like in a group every week and we use Roll Twenty, and okay. Roll Twenty is phenomenal. I don't know if you've ever used it, but it kind of started out as like this. Free project and it's still free, but then you can pay like premium. It's like freemium, you know. So you can use it, but if you want to start using the cool maps and the cool lighting and get like all of the the tokens and the thing, so like if you're in the middle of a dungeon and someone summons summons something and you're like, oh, fire element, and you can just pull it from one of their stock library, it's super great. They announced this um, at Gen Con last year that they're starting their own system. You have Pathfinder and Starfinder and Dungeons and Dragons and Shadowrun and you know D D and whatever, but they're creating their own system going forward. So the World 20 system.
0: I've been on the, the system creation, the, the world building um, uh, end of things in like a small scale. Um, and we created our own games. Um, and like a lot of mine were like D10 based games because I came out of like Vampire and the World of the world of Darkness group. Because you're a goth. Because I was a goth kid, yeah. It was like, I was just like Anne Rice characters just running around New York City by night
1: super <laughs> goff larping that's what it is
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a pretty good place to end it i think <laughs> tim how can people get a hold of you
1: twitter is probably the best my handle is uxbear on twitter one word
0: we should um it's because it's been a while like you uh you were in uh like UX miss. you were like day one right
1: yeah so it's funny enough like because it's australian the company yeah
0: that
1: and basically, like they've kept it closed for years. I've always loved UXmas. I'm like, oh, an, an advent calendar for me. It's like a reward. I think year. <laughs> UX is such this sucky kind of uphill battle sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I get to open each day and get a a cool technique or find out how someone is experiencing my pain. You know, <laughs> and uh, and then this year it's they like- just like, hey, we're opening it up. If you want, if you want to, you know, be one of the people. This is the first year we are open. Do it. And I just had an idea. And I was like, I'll do this. And, and I submitted it. And they really liked it. And they're great people. They, they have their own editors and copy editors. And they have their own people. And they kind of really work with you to kind of not uh, to kind of uh, to grow your piece. And um, not just ways that it will work for you, but then just ideas that you may have not thought of. And so it was a really good experience.
0: It turned out to be like one of the coolest articles I'd seen. I um because you had these uh like pixel art gifs that were um just incredibly dope. <laughs> they were so much fun. You mean gif, right? Uh excuse me, yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like I see this is the last episode Tim will show up on now. It was like it was- but
1: uh, it, it's cool, and I actually the good thing is is it's a really cool community too because everyone who's of the twenty five days of the Advent calendar UXmas, they all follow you on Twitter and they all retweet your articles and everything. So it's kind of it's kind of set up to where they actually send you an email telling you like, hey, support all the other UXers who are doing this and share their stuff and try to follow them and and so they they kind of build that community and cheer there, which is kind of neat. So.
0: That's awesome. Well, congrats. That was a really good. It was like a it's like a a Christmas present, right? Like I I imagine that felt like awesome. So, I was really happy to get accepted in, and hopefully, again,
1: they keep it open next year because I think they were, you know, if they they have their own writers, right, that they go with, but if they actually, I think they got to the point where it's like, hey, we want to help promote other people, so so it's kind of like UX camp or something like that you go and you present because we want you to have a chance to share your knowledge. So it was nice.
0: I think that's it. That's the end of this episode of metric. You can, as usual support, uh, like friend, friend, uh, star heart of this podcast, wherever you can leave a nice review, tell your friends, uh, dot is where all of these go. You can, uh, find neat things there. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs>